Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is senior researcher, Sarah Seibert. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. You have a very special interview today with Laura Pertula, Deputy CIO for VA's Electronic Health Record Modernization Integration Office. A lot of title for a very impressive guest. And what makes this episode even more fun is that, Sarah, you actually record this in person. Is that right? I did. Yes. I've been with GovCIO Media and Research for like two and a half years. And this is the first time I recorded a podcast in person. It kind of felt like our events, you know, Uh, for the first year and a half, it was still COVID times and we weren't doing in-person events, but I love the in-person engagements now. It's so much easier to just have a conversation when you're looking at someone and not hovering over the mute and unmute button. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I say after pausing to unmute myself, um, but yeah, definitely listening to your interview. It was great to hear that energy uh, that comes from an in-person conversation. So I know that you were talking about the EHR reset at VA. What's the background on that? Yeah, definitely. So the Department of Veterans Affairs announced their reset is what they're calling it, quote unquote, of the electronic health record modernization program at the end of April. So Basically, what that entails is stopping all future site rollouts of the Oracle Cerner system to fix issues at the five sites that currently use this new EHR. So it's a follow-up on VA's assess and address period where the agency put together its EHRM sprint report that outlines some of the changes that are needed to mitigate existing issues with the new EHR system. So some of the things the report focused on, and Pratula will dive into this a bit more, but they're looking at improving accuracy, standardization, reliability, things like that to ultimately improve patient care and ease of use for uh, healthcare providers. So yeah, the real focus is just on those five existing sites. And then once they get in a place where they feel confident about that, then they'll move to possibly rolling it out again. But Pratula will dive into the details of that. So I don't want to steal her thunder. (laughs) And as part of this reset, I saw that VA renegotiated its Oracle Cerner contract. So what's the latest on that? Yeah, so that was pretty recent within the past couple of weeks. So VA is still nailing down the details of what exactly they're going to uh, say about that. But during a recent media roundtable that I attended earlier this month with uh, VHA Undersecretary Sharif Alnahal, he said that the EHRM team and the Office of General Counsel are working through what will be released about the renegotiation. However, he provided a few key takeaways from what went on behind the scenes, uh, saying that the updated contract is, quote, much better, 
unquote, than the previous version with stricter penalties for failure to meet service level agreements, uh, broke down the option periods into one year successive options. So there's a higher level of accountability in terms of making rapid improvements to the system as it exists, which is the entire point of the reset in general. So it seems uh, that the VA leadership team is confident in that new version, we'll call it. Ultimately, VA is focused on improving system configuration to align with VA's processes and then improve usability. So before we jump into your conversation, are there any takeaways that you want to highlight for our listeners to keep in mind? Yes, I would uh, take out your bingo cards. Some of the key takeaways or areas that I pulled from the conversation are creating a baseline for productivity. So standardizing, not overly customizing uh, the system. So then it's easier to streamline across the entire VA enterprise. Have I said enterprise already? Here's the bingo cards. (laughs) But yeah, and then I would also say that there is a big focus on the people. So I'm sure if you have Listen to Pritula talk ever, read an article with anything that she has ever said. She is very serious about supporting the VA workforce, um, leading with empathy. And I think that that is definitely something we should keep an eye out for the future because very common phrase is like, you know, it's not just the technology, it's the people too. And I think Dr. Pritula really takes that to heart. Well, with all of that in mind, let's take a listen to your conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Pleasure to be here. Yes. Yeah. And this uh, to the audience is in person, my first in-person podcast recording in my time at GovCIO Media and Research. So it's exciting and I'm happy to be looking at you and being here with you. So thanks for coming out. So should we jump right into it? Please. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited for this. So yeah. So probably top of mind uh, is the reset of VA's EHR. So VA halted future rollouts of the Oracle Cerner EHR system for a reset last month. Could you discuss the reasoning behind this and what do you hope to accomplish? Sure. So the new electronic health record will meaningfully improve veterans' health outcomes and benefits decisions. However, we at VA have been listening to veterans and clinicians, and it's clear that the new EHR is not meeting expectations. So that's why we are halting all work on future deployments um, of this new EHR, while we prioritize improvements at the five sites that we currently have in use as part of this larger program reset. Yeah, thank you for diving into that a bit more. So as you work to improve implementation at the current sites, uh, where will you be focusing your efforts? What needs to be improved? There's talks of the people, process, technology, uh, and how are you hoping to improve that? 
Yeah, Sarah, so you know that I love people and people are always at the center of anything and everything that, that I do. And at the department, it's exactly the same thing. That's why I love and, and love working with VA. During this reset, VA will fix issues with the EHR that, were, that we have identified during this address and assess mm -hmm. period that we had. So to ensure we're focusing our efforts on the things that need corrected or improved on. And so we will uh, continue to listen and learn from veterans and clinicians about their experiences with this new EHR. We are also redirecting resources mm -hmm. to focus on optimizing the EHR at the VA site where it's currently in use. Uh, that's uh, Spokane mm -hmm. VA Healthcare System, VA Walla Walla Healthcare, Roseburg VA Healthcare System, VA Southern Oregon Healthcare, and VA Central Ohio Healthcare System. So we are working with our vendor uh, to improve the reliability and performance of the EHR and to optimize the EHR's configuration to address anticipated needs at future sites as well. Uh, really, we're, we're going to make sure that the system is ready for any new deployments. Right. Yeah, that's great to hear. And uh, like you said, I have heard a lot of talk of the people being more important than the technology in many cases and almost harder to get that to adapt. Um, so that's good to hear that you're focusing on that. So as you make these changes, how are you measuring improvements and success of the system? So readiness will be demonstrated by a couple of, uh, in a couple of ways. And what we have really is we have established some measures by which we're going to be able to tell whether the first the system has it improved or not. So we mm -hmm. have established very specific metrics for uh, user experience and also uh, the performance and reliability of the system in its own. In its own. But we also have some improvements that we're going to be measuring uh, with a clinician and veterans experience. We're working across the department as a joint entity. We're all at, at, in this together mm -hmm. to make sure that our clinicians and our veterans are receiving the best um, system that we can provide and also the changes that we're bringing in in the healthcare practices within the organization. We're really looking towards sustained high performance and high reliability in the systems. So that's uh, job number one for me right now. Right. Make sure that the system is where we need it to be. Um, in my mind, what I, what I love telling folks is that I would want to make sure that people consider us invisible. Right. Mm -hmm. That we're not even there, that everything's transparent, because it really is a tool for, for folks. And so if the system is working, we will not hear anything about it. It mm -hmm. will be more about a discussion about the capabilities, the functionality, sites helping each other and really learning about not just not how the system works, but really how to conduct business in a new environment. Right. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love that analogy of being invisible. So what role will VISTA play during this reset? And what does VISTA's trajectory look like throughout this period? So um, I've been in VA for 20 years. Um, mm -hmm. I've been within the uh, with VISTA, working with VISTA for many years as well. Uh, I've been in the IT, I've been in VHA, VEO, many, many groups within VA. And I'll tell you, I love Vista, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way that I love, you know, the home where I live and because it's so familiar to me. And it is getting to a point in which we need to start making some changes. Um, right. 
the new electronic health record uh, is our future state, and that's where we are all targeting, and, and that's our goal. Um, in the meantime, we will still be having to work in both systems. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to continue to rely on VISTA for those sites that have not transitioned, uh, and, uh, and with a new electronic health record for the sites that have transitioned. But there are also some straddling components in there, right? We have to ensure that while we transition the nation to the new electronic health record, that VISTA can still support some of the functions that we need to have. And in some cases, you know, like, like your home, you might need to, oop, we need to do a little bit of painting over here. So right. we will do that as well for Vista in some of the, the changes that we might need to make, like, like minor mm -hmm. enhancements or some changes that we will bring in order for it to work better with, uh, in the transition period uh, with the new electronic health record. Right, that makes a lot of sense. And then as you alluded to earlier, <laughs> uh, people are your primary focus and have been for a while. I think when I was first introduced to you or when I joined GovCIO Media and Research, I was like, oh yeah, Laura Pertula is really focused on the workforce and leading with you know, empathy, sub in X word, that means you really support the people at VA. So what do you take? What's your leadership approach? Uh, and what qualities should leaders in this space exemplify? So first and foremost, um, you really need to focus on, on our mission. Mm -hmm. And really, our mission is more of, of servitude. And so for me, it is really caring for people in general, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it is the veteran, the service member, the nurse, the clinician, or the IT force. And so, so for me, uh, taking care of, of those who take care of people is, is, is very important. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get emotional about this. <laughs> but um, being a good leader means that you can learn how to listen and that you can also understand how others are perceiving their world. So you need to constantly be cleaning your biases and your, well, mm -hmm. checking your biases and cleaning your lenses. Everybody has baggage. Everybody has, you know, their own world, their own environment. And so when you come to any of my teams, uh, the first rule is the titles are checked at the door. Mm -hmm. Your baggage are checked at the door. And so you really are working in what is it that we're here to achieve and let's get to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So so growth mindset is very important. Um I've been known to put people in, in situations where they're like very uncomfortable and uh, I, I tell them, great, you know, <laughs> and I hope that at some point you do the same to me. Right. Because that's right. the way that we learn. Right. We need to be able to allow folks to 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 fail, help them or help ourselves, you know, get back up. And then what did we learn? Let's do a little bit of introspection over there and and then go forward with it. So a leader needs to be able to not only have empathy and be able to sympathize with folks, but also be, be have that know-how on what are we learning? How are we growing together? And be able to be to be kind of like having an, an air, an environment where people can see themselves as apprentices, right? Because mm -hmm. we're all learning and growing together. Right. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. And I never thought I would be a journalist in federal IT, but I get to do so many cool things and meet so many cool people. And there are so many times where I've 
you know, just been in a small group of people and I look around and I'm like, I cannot believe I have the opportunity to talk about these things and meet these awesome people yeah. and be in this community. So the yeah. feeling is mutual. So how do you envision the future of patient care where technologies and providers work in concert to improve health outcomes? And what does that look like? I'm going to tell you something about um, a very personal story. And, and this is uh, my daughter usually, she, uh, my my husband and I are geeks. My my son is also kind of like went into that, that same space of, of technology. My daughter, on the other hand, is like, look, that thing is just a tool for me, right? <laughs> don't don't explain to me how it works. Just make it work for me on the thing that I want to do, right? And so that's the whole perspective that we need to bring in technology, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be super uh, transparent to the user in terms of to they need to know that what they are intending to do with the product, the system, the solution, the tool is going to get them there, right? It's not going to be an impediment. It's not going to be um, uh, something that they're going to have to train for 20 years in order for us to get it right, because in 20 years, we have new technologies, right? right. And the way that the rate that technologies go today, I mean, you have something for 10 minutes and I mean, you're bored. Yeah. You want the next thing, right? And so for us, really, technology should be seen as an enabler mm -hmm. rather than the end state. Right. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. You mentioned that some of the talks today from DOL's uh, Federal Tech Day, they were saying, like, we need to make sure when we're adopting a technology, it's not just like a new legacy system that we're using, like to make sure it's continually enabling the people behind the tech. So is there anything you'd like to add before we wrapped up or anything we missed? Well, just that, you know, VA remains very, very committed on delivering the best care to veterans and service members, their families, caregivers, mm -hmm. uh, and their loved ones. Um, we have had some stumbles with this new electronic health record. We are continuing to improve and we are learning on it as well. Uh, we remain very, very committed to making sure that the modernization of the electronic health record, whether it's people process or technology, is the best that we can deliver to VA and to our veterans and to the nation in, in general. So, yeah, well, thank you so much again for joining me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. It's always great to catch up with you. Okay. Thank you so much, Sarah. <laughs>Thank you, Sarah. That was a really fun conversation to hear you all going back and forth and really just connecting as you basically only can do in person. So before we let our listeners go, are there any last highlights you want to leave them with? Hmm, I think I'll... Uh have a open invite to any government speakers that are listening. If you would like to have an in-person podcast with me, I am so eager now and just itching for more. So come on in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We would love to see you all in person um, because we have very nice microphones in the office. And from my perspective, that is worth its weight in gold. Technical dreaming aside, Sarah, thank you for that great conversation. You may have noticed that today's episode was published on a Wednesday rather than our usual Tuesday, and that's because we are changing up our podcast publication calendar 
you can now find GovCast published every single week on that feed, and HealthCast will be featured every other week, alternating with CyberCasts. This is just a little schedule change that we're making to ensure that you are getting the best and most consistent content possible. With all of that in mind, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new HealthCast. But until then, make sure you leave a review and a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Sarah Seibert. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. If you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.